Welcome to the Will and Aaron Show. We talk about local football and basketball, including the Northern Indiana Conference and the Northern Lakes Conference, plus teams in St. Joseph and Elkhart Counties. We also discuss the Northern football. Aaron, how are you doing this week? Doing pretty good. Uh, not as many games this week, but you know there was some exciting ones. Looking forward to talking to you with, about them. I think it's safe to say that winter is officially here. Yeah. Well, let's start with topic number one, and that's Hoops Highlight. Let's start with the boys' side here. Uh, what a win for Coach Moore and the Warsaw Tigers. They get a, a road win at the Penn Palace in overtime. You know, Warsaw led for pretty much most of that first half. Um, you had a steal and dunk uh, by Dominic Bonner uh, that Put Penn ahead. Uh, the halftime score was 26 uh, 23. Uh, so Penn made a nice little run towards the end of that first half. You know, each team uh, made some really nice halftime adjustments. Obviously, both coaches are, are great at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn put Dominic Bonner on Luke uh, Breaker in a limited help situation. Uh, Warsaw, Face Garden, Trey Miller, you know, both teams. Mixing in some half-court trap pressure there. Uh, Alex Hawthorne, Dominic, made some key baskets in that third quarter. And, you know, Penn, they run that rip screen, double screen action. And, you know, Aaron, that's tough to uh, guard uh, to defend that, especially when you got a skilled three-point shooter coming off that uh, double down screen there. Uh, They were able to get enough production out of that look, I think. It was a good set for them. You know, the Kingsmen uh, were in control for the third quarter. Both teams struggled offensively, I thought, in the first four minutes of the fourth quarter. However, I, I, I don't know if you had a chance to watch that last four minutes of the, of the, the regulation. That was a really fun game, uh, back and forth. Uh, both offenses kind of coming alive there in that yeah, last four-minute segment. You know, Carson Gold's three-point attempt at the end of regulation was not good. Obviously, the game went overtime there. Each team scored on their opening possession of overtime. And I thought there, there was a key moment in overtime. Offensive rebound by Warsaw and a three-point basket by Brinker. You know, that put the Tigers up 54-51, which is a minute and nine left in the over, overtime session. Warsaw did a good job on the offensive glass. I thought they rebounded the ball fairly well. Uh, and the Tigers, they were up 56-53 with 13.8 seconds to go. Penn had to go the full length of the court, Aaron. Uh, I, I think I'm going to ask you a question. Um, do you, in that situation, you, you're you're down two. Um, I'm sorry, you're down three at that point, 56-53. Uh, with 13.8, do you go for a quick two, call a timeout if they had a timeout, and get a quick foul, and put uh, Warsaw on a free throw line? Or do you try to get a game tying three there in that scenario? I think it kind of would do the same as Coach Kuhlman. You know, Warsaw does a pretty good job at the stripe. So, you know, there's no guarantee they're going to miss. You know, I kind of like them being aggressive in that situation. You know, I think maybe you can second guess it now that we know the result. But, you know, this was a great regular season game to watch. A real dandy on Channel 46 for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you this. Uh, retrospect is always 
2020 after the fact. You yeah. know, we all look like geniuses after the game. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, both coaches will uh, obviously look back on that contest, break down the film, uh, take what they want out of it, and teach to their players what what they think is most important. Um, I, I think both teams will look at that in, ending and take away some good things they did and also maybe some things that, hey, if we're in this situation again, you know, this is what we really want to focus on, you know, whatever, yeah. that, whatever that is for each coach. But what a great game uh, for our local area basketball fans. Uh, two great teams, two great coaches. And Aaron, they're both in the same sessional. So who knows? Maybe we'll see uh, this same matchup down the road here. Yeah, definitely. How about Jimtown Jimmy's? Uh, what the, the 34 to 31 near upset of Penn at the Palace? Uh, you know, there's some connections here with Jimtown's Tyra Layton, formerly an assistant at Penn last year under Coach Rose, and another Jimtown assistant, Coach Faye, and his son, who's now uh, one of the starters on the Jimtown team, uh, formerly in the Penn system last year. So a lot of ties there. Uh, but uh, it's kind of a, maybe a surprise for local people of how close this game was. In fact, Jimtown jumped out to a 15-4 lead with six minutes to go in the second quarter. Uh, thanks to Brandon King, uh, who did a great job clogging the lane on defense, almost like a rim protector, if you will. Jackson Clopton, Javen Jackson were making plays in the paint, were able to create for others as well. Uh, things were clicking early for Jimtown, but, you know, like any Penn squad uh, under Coach Kuhlman, they settled down. Maverick Brown hit a big three right before halftime to cut the Jimtown lead at 19-11. That was huge for them. Uh, Trey Miller, right out of the gate, started the second half, hit a big-time three. Uh, and Penn went on a 15-4 run of their own to tie the game at 23 late in that third quarter. Now, Penn led 33-31 with just nine seconds to go in the game. Uh, and Penn sold the inbound pass. Dominant Bonner converted the turnover to two points and kind of put the game away uh, for the Kingsmen there. Yeah, I saw that highlight on Twitter. What a crazy sequence from worked out for Penn in the end. You know, it was a nice showing from the Jimmies. I was one of those people that was a little surprised by the score. But, yeah, it's a good sign for Jimtown. And- but, hey, you know, and I will say this. As as you've said many times in the show, a win's a win. And Coach uh, Kuhlman will definitely take that win at home against Jimtown. Let's move on to Northwood and Northridge at the pit. Of course, the Panthers uh, upset the Raiders. And now, if you're a Northwood fan or within that Northwood program, you may not see it as an upset, but uh, many people in our area would probably consider it a slight upset there. Uh, Northwood jumped out to a 7-0 lead and led the entire first quarter. The Panthers... 3-2 zone defense, I, I thought really gave the Raiders some fits, especially early on, forcing some turnovers, uncharacteristic turnovers, that is, uh, which led to some scoring opportunities for Northwood. Now, the Panthers built a 18-13 lead after the first quarter. You know, Aaron, if it wasn't for the Northridge barrage of threes shooting-wise, you know, that lead probably could have been much bigger. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, that was a really fast-paced quarter, I think. Northwood was showing they could play a faster pace. Um, and they really had a nice balance on offense. And they feasted on the boards as well, which was big for them. 
Absolutely. You know, both teams' offense has cooled off to begin the second quarter. You know, Northridge was more patient. It kind of slowed it down, especially against that zone. A couple of threes by North was uh, Raider and Wolf stretched the lead to nine with 3.30 left in the first half. You know, Northridge responded with an 8-0 run themselves. Mason Bale's three-point play in the old-fashioned way. Hayden Johnson's three and a steal and dunk by Mason cut the lead to 25-24. to uh, now, Northwood controlled the third quarter by being patient on offense, uh, c- uh, converting their jump shots by Wolf and Raider, plus the inside plate of uh, uh, Tyler Roush. Uh, you know, he's a rim protector, and that zone defense uh, really makes things tough for Northridge uh, guards when they were able to penetrate inside. Now, Northwood took a 44-35 to lead into the fourth quarter, but the Raiders had one more run in them, and it started with a Bales three. Now, Brady Scholl, offensive rebound putback, capped a sit-sole run to bring Northridge within three points. The final four minutes, each team traded baskets and played through their best players in Bales and Rosh. You know, late in the game, Northwood decided to foul to put Northridge on the line. Johnson made the first free throw. Uh, Radiker directed Johnson to miss his second free throw on purpose in hopes of getting a putback for the tie. However, Johnson did not hit the rim. So Northwood took the ball out of bounds and the ensuing inbounds pass which deflected out of bounds and the referee awarded the North Northwood the ball and it happened right in front of the Northridge bench. And obviously the Raiders felt like the ball was last touched by Northwood. They were hoping that the ball would be awarded to them instead. Now the Panthers inbound the ball again and a controversial non-call on what may have been a charge uh, with 1.2 seconds remaining. Instead, that was not called. Time ran out, and Northwood won game 59-57. Aaron, your thoughts on this game? Yeah, this was a really exciting, another exciting game here between two NLC rivals. I uh, enjoyed watching it, even though you might think I might not have being a Northridge guy. But, you know, I thought both teams had bright moments from their expected stars, like you highlighted. Some of the other role players stepped up as well. I think the Panthers had four guys in double figures, which is pretty big for them because they usually are led by uh, Rosh and Wolf when it comes to scoring. You know, I thought the call at the end, it was hard to see from my stream. I was streaming the game. You know, both teams had their chances to win. I thought Northwood executed a little bit more down the stretch before all those calls were in, in play there. I think Rosh had probably the two biggest plays. He had a block, and then he had like a turnaround jumper near the base, or on the wing, I should say, baseline wing. You know, it was a really great game to watch. How did you see the final plays go, Will? Yeah, you know what? You, uh, you'd like to see the players uh, play the game and the final score um uh, be played out by the players, essentially. And I think the referees did a good job uh, swallowing their whistle, allowing the players to play. Uh, just didn't turn out uh, the way that, uh, you know, Northridge fans wanted. But uh, two great programs led by two great coaches. I just thought it was an a in- instant classic on Channel 46. Mm-hmm. And um, just a fun game to watch. And I agree with you, Aaron. I thought uh, Roush proved uh to to be an improved player uh impact player for northwood he, you know uh coach wolf relied on his uh, on 
uh, number one guy for them, which is him. And uh, yeah. he came through down the stretch, uh, especially that sequence that you just mentioned with the block and the, and the huge uh, jumper there uh, that, that stretch should lead to, I think, four, perhaps at that point late in the game. Um, so, uh, you know, um, great Elkhart County clash there between Northridge and Northwood. Let's move on to Riley and Michigan City. Uh, you know, whenever these two teams play, it just seems like um, it's just fun to watch. Two athletic programs that are just going at each other. Um, the Wildcats were up double digits in the fourth quarter, uh, but a furious comeback by the Wolves cut the lead to two with just three seconds remaining. Uh, Michigan City forced a turnover, but uh, missed a game-tying shot. You know, Aaron is never easy winning on the road you know coach daniels will take the win i'm sure and uh you know I, i'm sure they feel good about you know the win uh you know but i do think that you know, his team will be able to to learn a, a lesson or two on how to close out a game uh and not lose a 10-point lead like they did but hey they got the w and they're moving on yeah i'm wondering i'm sure it's probably easier for a coach to kind of teach from a close game than rather a blowout on the road Absolutely. I agree with that uh, insertion there. Uh, I'm sure Coach Daniels had a fun uh, film session, uh, you know, uh, when they rewatched that uh, Michigan City game. But hey, if you're going to play a non-conference opponent, I think this is a great uh, matchup for Wildcats. Similar style um, and a program that is uh, fairly solid, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for a while. So, a uh, great uh, measuring stick game, I, I would say. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I obviously Riley got challenged here. Okay, let's move on to the girls' side. Um, kind of a status quo week, to be honest. Uh, a lot of the favorites won. Uh, you know, you look at, uh, you know, some of the scores from this past week. Um, you know, Concord got a nice win over Jimtown. You know, Goshen took care of St. Joe. Um, you know, Stop and Clay got their second win of the season. They beat Elkhart Christian there. Uh, but a lot of these games were postponed due to the weather. You know, Elkhart, uh, Lions, uh, they took care of Bremen. Um, you know, uh, New Prairie continues to roll. Penn as well. Um uh, anything you notice on the girls' side? Yeah, I kind of noticed the same. I didn't pretty much. You nailed it. Status quo. It'll be interesting to see how this week shakes out. Well, we see love lost a pretty tough one in Columbia City, but everybody in this area seems to be losing Columbia City. So obviously, the 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 Golden Eagles are are having a historic season there. Plymouth, Warsaw, not shall win this week. Let's move on to. Topic number two, that's the Will and Aaron weekly picks. Let's start off with five boys games, and then we got five girls games. So we got a full slate, Aaron, this week. Uh, Penn at Northridge. What do you got? I think I'm going to go with Penn. It pains me to say it, but I'm gonna, I think Penn might be a little bit deeper. I think their defense poses some problems for Northridge on the perimeter. So I'll take Penn. I think this is going to be another close game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm going to also take Penn. I think this is going to be a game of guards. Um, 
And, uh, you know, uh, my question is, can Brady Scholl um, insert himself into this game with his physicality and rebounding? Mm -hmm. Um, Can Penn's guards outduel, you know, uh, Northridge's guards with with, uh, Radiker and Bales and um, uh, is it uh, Johnson? I think Hayden Mm -hmm. Johnson. Um, And then, you know, Penn. Uh, you know, you got that uh, Bonner, Trey Miller, uh, uh, Brown, you know, those guys. So uh, this is going to be a very tough um, game. I think it's probably going to be in the high 40s, low 50s kind of game. Execution, turnovers are going to be important. Uh, but two great programs, two great coaches, great players uh, that are just really hardworking, uh, excellent student athletes. Should be a good one. I'm going to go with Penn and a slight win over Northridge. Uh, St. Joe at Northwood. Aaron, who you got? You know, I was listening to uh, one of Northwood's assistant coaches talk about this game after their broadcast, and I think he, he hit nailed it. I think it was Coach Let Leichner, forget the younger one, but he said the St. Joe passes the eye tests, and I think – St. Joe has the athletes and uh, coaches, of course, but I feel like Northwood's on a roll right now at home. I think they've kind of found their rhythm, their rules, and Coach Wolf has that zone defense firing. So I like Northwood at home. Yeah. You know, if this game was played in December, I think I probably would have picked St. Joe. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they do pass the eye test, uh, St. Joe does. And, you know, their team honestly could be a lot of teams on any given night. Uh, but they've just been a little tabbit inconsistent. They've shown to be really good at times, but they've also shown to uh, struggle at times. Uh, but I agree with you. I think Northwood's really coming along. You know, Coach Wolf, he, he knows what he's doing. He told us it would take maybe until December or even January to kind of figure out his team identity. And I tell you what, they, they figured it out for sure. So um, I like Northwood at, at the pit as well uh, to, to win a, a game. I think it'll be a close game, very tough game. Um, but, uh, you know, St. Joe, probably a little more athletic. Uh, Northwood, you know, a great system uh, with some skill. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see you know, what plays out there. But I got Northwood winning this. Washington at Valparaiso. Uh, this is one of the games we pitched last week. Um, but due to weather, they didn't play it. So uh, you and I both picked Valparaiso. And we're going to stick to that. Warsaw at Concord. Aaron, what do you got here? Yeah, this is intriguing. Um, I think I'm going to go with Warsaw. I think they're just they're just like poised right now. They're playing... They're, I think uh, their athletics page says they're five and two, and games decided by five points or less. Could easily see this being another close game like that. I'll take the Tigers. Okay, you know, uh, I have a hunt. I almost picked Concord. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I think Coach Deshaun and the staff and the players will be ready and hyped for this game. This could be a statement game for the Minutemen. Uh, but I, uh, Luke uh, Britker, yeah, yeah. Um, he's really coming along. I like his shooting, and he just got his uh, first scholarship offer from uh, uh, Grace, 
Um, and I think he's just getting started, started there with his recruiting. His stock is rising. Uh, Luke Yeager, uh, you know, uh, he should be imposing presence in this game inside. Um, and, you know, Carson Gold as well will, will have a, a role in this. Uh, but, uh, you know, Messenger for Concord, uh, Lucas Pro, and, and those guys, they really are a smart group. They're yeah. intelligent. They make good reads. This is a really good Concord team. And I think this would be a good game. Two great coaches who know Essence knows. They'll make adjustments. Um, and they're gonna, uh, both teams are going to leave everything on the line. So this is going to be a great game. Hopefully it's on streaming so I can watch it back. Uh, but I'm going to go with Warsaw with you. I think the Tigers probably a little too much offensive power for the Minutemen here. Uh, Mishawaka at Northridge. Yeah, another tough one. I think Mishawaka, the size and physicality could be a big impact in this game. But I think I liked the Raiders at home. So another intriguing matchup. I think guard play is going to be important, of course. Um, But yeah, Mishawaka is a tough challenge. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm also going to pick the Raiders here. Um, I, I think Northridge had a tough week. And uh, they are going to be locked in and, and ready to get that bad taste out of the mouth, if you will. Uh, it's a home game. You know, uh, Coach Bender and Cavemen are, are going to be prepared and ready to go. And, uh, you know, they're, just, they're a solid team. So um, I think it's going to be a great clash, a great game. Uh, I, I can see it going either way. Uh, but I do think Norwich probably has uh, just a little more shooting than Mishawaka. So for that reason alone, I'm going to pick Northridge. Washington, let's go with five girls games here, Aaron. Uh, Washington at Fort Wayne Northrop. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Washington. I think they've been battle-tested with some out-of-state teams, and now they get a, a team from our state and – you know, Northrop's 12-4, and four, so it's a pretty good team, but I like the Panthers. I agree with you. I'm also going to pick Washington. You know, uh, the Panthers, they got they really got a hand to themselves by Bolingbrook, and I think that was an eye-opener for this uh, uh, Washington girls basketball team. Uh, I know Coach Reynolds will use that as a springboard to, of learning and growth and development. Um, and I think they take it out on Fort Wayne Northrop. I think they get a win there. Northwood at Northridge, another great NLC matchup up here. Aaron, who are you going with? Yeah, I think we picked this one last time. Um, I'm going to go with Northridge at home. Yep, you're right, we did. I also picked Northridge. Let's move on to Homestead at Warsaw. Aaron, your pick. Man, Homestead, 16-3. But I like Warsaw at home. I think they've played a really, really tough schedule, and I think they're going to start seeing the fruits of their labor here, uh, getting a win against a pretty good Homestead team. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Warsaw. Uh, you know, I, this this game could go either way. I think it's like 50-50 when I look at it. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I'll go with our local coverage team, uh, the Tigers, at home. Um Going to Warsaw. Uh, Northridge at Snyder. Aaron, what's your pick? 
I think we've been same pick so far. I'm going to go opposite uh, from you, I think, here. I'm going to take the Lady Raiders on the road to pull a little upset. All right. You know, Coach Springer is going to like your pick. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do. If Coach, you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Snyder. Uh, they've had a fantastic season so far. Uh, they've also, Snyder has played some pretty good competition. Uh, so has Northridge. But I think Snyder gets the job done. Plus, it's also at home for uh, the, the Spiders. Uh, I, think, I think they get the job done, and they protect their home court. Uh, and Northridge loses for the first time, uh, I think, in a while, right? Or no, they did recently lose to Warsaw. So, uh, yeah, I think Northridge gets another loss, but I'm going with Foreman Snyder. Uh, our last game to pick here, and that is a game that was recently already played because they met before within the last week or two, and that is Fairfield and East Side, an NECC matchup. Uh, they played in the regular season, but this time they play for the NECC Conference Championship in season tournament. Uh, Aaron, what's your pick? Lady Falcons, I think they get the job done. Yeah, it's more right. hardware, yeah. Yep, I'm going to go with you too, Aaron. I also like the Lady Falcons to get this win. You know you know what they always say? It's always tough to beat the same team twice. Mm-hmm. Well, not if you're the Fairfield Falcons. I think, I think they get it done, <laughs> and they beat Eastside for the second time this season. Well, Aaron, a uh, little bit of a shorter episode, but we, we got a lot of great local hoops talk in today and another great show yeah it was fun we were fortunate to get some good results uh or close results i should say uh yeah i'm looking forward to another week of it absolutely a lot of great games this week uh and uh i'm looking forward to uh kind of keeping tabs on the results and see what happens in these big games all right, well, thank you for listening to the Will and Aaron Show. If you are enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to rate and share our podcast. Leave a review. It will help us out. You can follow us on X at Will and Aaron Show, on Instagram at the Will and Aaron Show, and you can like and follow the Will and Aaron Show Facebook page. Now, thanks to you, we now have listeners from nine different countries, 33 states across America, and 165 U.S. cities. Tune in next time as we discuss more local high school sports and Notre Dame football.